Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for the Relic Grime, the Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast, which will have very little, if any, Final Fantasy XIV news today, because it is, of course, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth launch day. Welcome to the show. If you're joining us live on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, thank you so much. I'm sure you can chime in with your opinions. We'll share them on the show. Maybe a little shorter show than usual today. Square Enix managed to do things right this week and just stay out of its own damn way. Like, we've had fair. weeks That's before fair. where they they had some bigger release launching and they stepped on it with a gaffe or something goofy in their finances. Or you know, they, they were like, hey, Rebirth comes out. We're staying away from it. So there's very little Square Enix news. But we do have, like, odds and ends and goofy shit. So we'll just run it down and have some fun. And if we let you out a couple of minutes early to go play Rebirth, I'm sure you won't begrudge us that. My name's Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man. As always, welcome to the show. If you're watching on YouTube or spot listening on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Give it a like, a subscribe, a thumbs up. Turn on those notifications. Comment down below. We love you, we love you, and we appreciate it. And if you like what we do, tell a friend. Head on over to readycheckradio.com. Socials are all in the upper right-hand corner. You can follow us everywhere, and perhaps join us live with chat one day for any of our streams, this show, or Gaming Gumbo. Joining me to go over all kinds of weird stuff, mm. anything we could find, Mr. Yeah. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, boss? Greetings, programs. Uh, I'm like refreshing my UPS tracker to see where my rebirth's at, and um, yeah, it's not not looking good. I, I oh, still don't have a. I, it's a label has been made for like a week, and it's still not shipped. Oh, well, I guess that answers the question: Have you started yet? Obviously, we're not going to talk no. spoilers or anything really game related because you could only be a few hours into it at this point. Uh, but chat, if, if you're playing Rebor, uh, Rebirth already, let us know. Are you digging it? Also on the line, somebody who has gotten into the game a little bit, uh, Mr. Paul Berlin, a.k.a. Flynn. What's up, boss? Hey, I could join in cookies today. Yeah. Nice. Uh, they yes. insomnia cookies? <laughs> no, because I'm in the UK. <laughs> but yeah, and I've chucked a few hours into Rebirth. 90% of that has just been running around when this game is pretty and the soundtrack's amazing. <laughs> and as much as I'll say about that. Yeah, I um I have not played it at all yet. Uh today is just it's the last Thursday of the month is goofy. The last Wednesday and Thursday of the month are goofy for me because not only am I doing like this show on Thursday, uh, and you doing the show notes usually Wednesday, so the show takes up portions of my day on both days. Uh, and then the guys, the, the the other guys, they help out. Like if it's uh, this week was really light, so it was like, hey, I got these six things. Do either of you see anything fucking else out there? Uh, and they kind of jump in and help me, you know, finish off the shows and stuff, um, the show notes. But like the last Wednesday and Thursday of every month, I have a set of monthly conference calls with people from my company all over the globe. So they're all at like bizarre ass times. I've literally been on like seven conference calls today so far. I've got one more with uh, Asia Pacific region after the show today. So 
I have not had a single chance to play. Single chance to play. Uh, I did last week after the show go pick up my insomnia cookies, and they come in a little yeah. pe- little little like pizza box. Basically, it's just a tiny like a personal pan pizza box type deal. And then they put the sleeve over it. So this was the sleeve that was over my insomnia cookies. I got the Tifa yeah. Aerith sleeve. Very nice. You know, nice. Ob- obviously, I'm storing it flat, but you see, you see how it goes. It just goes right over the pizza box like that. Uh, so it was kind of nice. Like we went in. Uh, Damina, my wife, rode down with me, and we went in. And they were the, remember they were like twenty eight dollars, right? We ordered a dozen yeah. on the show. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, they were not. I mean, they're, they're they're always good, but no cookie is worth like three dollars a pop to me. It's just you know two dollars, no. three dollars a pop, whatever. I'll make them. Yeah, my cookies were unless it's the size of your hand. Life. Yeah. Um. So we go in, and uh, it's you know nine o'clock in the evening, East Coast time, because I had posted the show to YouTube and everything first before we we left. And uh, Faye was streaming, so I was hanging out in her chat, kind of listening to her stream while we were we were driving down there. We go in, and you know, nine p.m. Uh, that that's like their prime time, right? Like from nine a.m. to like three in the morning. That's the whole that's the whole shtick uh, of Insomnia Cookies. And so there's three employees working. There's two two young ladies working there, and there's one Asian guy there. And the the Asian guy is clearly the manager. Uh, like if you just based it on attire, like he's got a dress shirt on the other ones have t-shirts stuff like that and so i pay i had already paid right i just had to go in and pick this thing up cookie needs to be the size of your forearm to justify three dollar price tag yeah right um and so the asian guy and I, I apologize i don't know any of their names uh he says hey if as i'm getting ready to walk out and Demina's there too he says hey if you are you know a big fan uh there's actually two other sleeves for this, so so I I I didn't like dive into it. I knew that they had a sleeve for a dozen thing, and then they had the cloud sleeve for like the half dozen dipper thing, right? But if you don't know, like I didn't, because I didn't bother looking at it. There's actually three different ones of these for the dozen. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. So you can see where this is fucking going, right? <laughs> More cookies. Yeah, this isn't telegraphed at all. And so the guy says, he's like, if you're a fan, there's there's other sleeves. Uh, you know, great. If you're Give me the other sleeves like, then. Fantastic. Great. And and he's like, Yeah, that's how that's how we get you to come on back in. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Like, I thought he'd be like, you know, do you want the just the sleeves? But he was like, that's how we get you. And I'm like, shit, he's actually trying to sell me another $28 yeah. dozen cookies. And so we go back to the car. And uh, we're sitting there, and so I look. That's when I look it up because I, I I knew they were running a promotion, but I didn't look too much into it. And uh, and I see the other sleeves, right? The one of the sleeves has Barrett and Red Thirteen. Uh, obviously, Demina wanted that one because Bully is on it. You know, that's what she calls Red Thirteen because back in the day on PlayStation One, she thought he was a bull. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she still that. argues with Torchwick in his weekly Final Fantasy VII streams. That's bully because she she changes the name of characters too. So that's you can do that on subsequent playthroughs, folks. But don't change the don't character the names first. on the first playthrough. <laughs> makes yeah. makes it real hard when you're talking to your buddy about a new game and you're like, uh yeah, bully went and did this, and you're like, who the fuck is bully? Uh, <laughs> 
So she really wanted that one. And then I look at the other one, and it's Zach, Cloud, and Sephiroth. And I'm like, shit, I really wanted that one. Oh. I mean, like, God. I mean, yeah. Aerith, Atifa, beautiful, fine, great. <laughs> well, they got you hooked in when you came back in that they hit you with the surge pricing, too. <laughs> right. Uh. So I'm looking at this, and I'm like, shit. And I'm, and I'm literally in Faye's chat while she's streaming after the show last week. And I'm telling, like, real time what's going on. And Faye's like, you should walk back in and just ask, hey, can I buy the, the sleeves? And I said, I would have, but the, the way the guy was talking, like, he clearly was trying to sell me cookies. <laughs> more cookies, <laughs> right? So I have my sleeve. But if I want to get the other two sleeves and the cloud sleeves, I'm going to need to spend $28 times two. So we're looking at 56 bucks there. And I'm going to have to spend another 13 or 14 on a dippers thing for the cloud thing, right? So I'm now at like $70 worth of cookies after paying $28 for the first dozen. I'm literally contemplating spending a total <laughs> of $100 on cookies sleeves. all sleeves. at once. <laughs> For the cardboard sleeves that are on the outside of it. And one of my kids isn't even at home right now. He's up no. at college. So it's like, it who's going to eat three dozen cookies and a thing of dippers before they are just like a mess? Yeah, it should come with the damn game at that point. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I no. tell... Until, until that price tag gets to my Final Fantasy... 16 collector's edition, which was a, what are we at? Like 3000? It was 3000 or yeah, something, like something like that. Yeah, get, something get, like get that. on my level. So we, um, I said, let's go back in and I'll buy one to get you bully, right? To get you red 13. And I'm still thinking in my brain, <sighs> probably going to leave with all of these. Might as well just do it. If I'm going to do it for two, I, I might as well be Lord. in for all four, right? In for, okay. for a pound. Exactly. So I go in. And the manager guy isn't there. It's just one of the ladies at the front. And she's like, oh, hey, welcome back. And I was like, hey, I'd like to get the other sleeves if you don't mind. And she's like, hey, I didn't package your order, so I don't know which one you have. And she pulls them all out on the counter. And she says, which one did you have? And I said, that one, the Aerith and Tifa one. I said, I need those two. And, the, and she said, we have the cloud for the dippers thing, too. And I was like, yeah, might as well. And so she's messing with it. And the guy comes out. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> he comes out of the back. I'm like, shit. And, uh, and he's like, oh, you're back. And I said, yeah, you know, I just want to figure just get these all now and just be done with it. And he says, yeah, I've kind of figured like if you're a fan of this stuff, you want them all. My regional manager is a fan and he made a big deal about getting all of them and framing them real quick. And so that's why I figured I'd say something. I'm like, oh, okay. So she takes them and she starts scanning them. And I'm like, great. This is where it's going to be like 28, 28, you know, whatever. And they're showing up as just the sleeve, two dollars. Nice. Okay. Two dollars. Yes. For each. I have never pulled a debit card out of a wallet and tried to jam it in a machine so fast. <laughs> before they make a mistake. Exa oh, well, yeah. Before somebody says something, no, they're like, "Sold. I got a receipt." Like, no, that we can only nine. sell them the sleeves if they buy these things. And uh, and the the guy all of a sudden he goes hey, what are you doing to her? And I'm like, shit, no, come on, let me pay. Let me get out of here. And, and she's like, oh, I'm just going to ring him up and sell him the sleeves. And he was like, and I'm like, here it is. Here it is. Here comes $70 in fucking insomnia cookies. And he goes, 
Don't even bother scanning them. Just give them to him. Word. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, I didn't think you'd come back tonight. And I was like, are you sure? I mean, I'll pay $2 a piece. I'll give you six bucks. And he's like, don't even worry about it. So here's Cloud in the dipper, the the little (sighs) half dipper box. Then we've got the one that I actually did pay full price for, Final Fantasy Rebirth with uh, Aerith and Tifa. And then here is the Barrett Red 13 one. And then there's the Zach Cloud Sephiroth one. Oh, God. So Did we got, got me a set. We got and I'm going to pay you, right? Full, we got the full set, boys. And we only paid for one dozen cookies. <sighs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Takao. Buddy shot his shot. Initial offer $100. Counter offer free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So no, it was a was successful a mission. Of a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it plays with your emotions, right? It should be a made for TV movie. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> the way that played out. It should be it's a made for TV deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So hope you're enjoying Final Fantasy VII Rebirth launch day. Uh, on the 14 side of things, not a lot going on, but there was there was one thing, and specifically, Tark, I wanted to get your take on this because you were at FanFest this mm. year in North America. So Final Fantasy XIV is going to be at PAX East. It's not just fourteen. They're going to be doing a, a Journey to Dawn Trail, like the 10-year adventure of Final Fantasy XIV. You know, they're just milking that for what seems like four years now. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to talk about uh, Final Fantasy sixteen, particularly Leviathan. Uh, the Not So Lost is here. What's new in the Rising Tide uh, DLC? They're going to have the Asura Battle Challenge there. But they're yeah. also giving away T-shirts, these T-shirts here, for anybody that emerges victorious. And then they're going to have some other stuff, like a new player area, giveaways, Ooh. backdrop, like the, the usual stuff there. Uh, so if you're going to PAX East, great, fantastic. My question is more for the FanFest attendees. So, Tark, this is where I'm going to depend on you. Yeah, how do you feel as somebody who spent all that money to go to a dedicated Final Fantasy XIV event to have the challenge there and not get these shirts, but to have them passed out at PAX East? Not going to lie. We're, uh, as soon as I saw this tweet, I think I saw it from Chile, and I kind of put it in a little private chat. With uh, everyone that went to FanFest in Vegas, and we were all pretty freaking pissed. Like this is this is actually pretty ridiculous. Uh, I understand they're trying to hype up that they're that they're, but like I beat this back in July. Where's my shirt? Yeah, and it's not like the shirts haven't been at FanFests in the past. Yeah, I mean it's kind yeah, of been exactly. their thing, right? Yeah, there's gonna be a challenge, you know, and maybe they haven't been there the last this last one. Uh, and I don't think they were there the year before. Well, the year before was uh, COVID. So um, I'm not sure about what was it, 2018 FanFest? Yeah, I mean, I have there, but... the Titan one from FanFest. I didn't I didn't go. I've never gone to the FanFest. But I bought it online off of somebody that was selling it. They'd beaten the challenge at FanFest. So, so I bought it off. Of, you know, <laughs> They normally have the shirts. They haven't. They, they didn't this year. So we thought, okay, they just... And then all of a sudden it shows up for PAX East, Flynn. That's... 
Yeah. And not to mention that there were already problems, and we dissected those uh, on a previous show with the fan fest in general, particularly the the one here in North America with huge ADA issues uh, and, and things like that. And then mm-hmm. hearing Yoshi P apologize for noodles was kind of fucking weird given some of the stuff at the NA fan fest with ADA participants and seating and stuff like that. I mean, it was, I don't know, man. It feels kind of like fan fests got the short end of things, Flynn. It really seems that way. <laughs> like seeing there, something like, Oh God, talk and my buddies from my discord. It's like, you must feel so salty right now. And, and, and not to say that I, you know, the people that add packs don't necessarily deserve them. I'm happy oh yeah, yeah, to get yeah. Them. Yeah, this and, isn't. And this is awesome. Yeah, you're right. It's important to point that out because somebody will be like, "Oh, was... we shouldn't have anything." No, you should have it, and no, FanFest should have it. That's fine. Yes, which absolutely. is also what we've done in the past. Yep. So yeah, I'm. We're we're all pretty peeved about it, and uh, just be better, Square. Like the event wasn't all that great. I mean, I was happy to be there because it was my first. But from everybody else, it wasn't the best. The ADA situation. Now these t-shirts. And I'm like, Jesus, you guys just need to be better. Okay. I'm glad it wasn't like just me inferring that. Because I kind of looked at it and was like, if I went to FanFest, I would have been a little pissed. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's not like this challenge wasn't there. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't do a challenge. We got in and we one-shot it. Yeah. (laughs) This challenge was there. Uh, Very weird. Very weird. Uh, Flynn wants you all to know that there is an update to the TOS, the terms of service regarding the old RMT. Flynn, what's going on? Uh, so the major change has been uh, bought in activities more than anything else, not just the RMT selling. It's them, you know, disappearing under the map to do gathering nodes, that kind of stuff. They're trying to crack down one. After banning another 10,000 accounts. Yeah, uh, about thirty six hundred accounts were terminated for directly participating into R- in RMT, and about a, a little over seven thousand accounts face bans for advertising such violations. <laughs> this does seem to have come off the back of the fifteen crossover because of the MGP and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Final Max says, "I'd have set up a booth to get some shipping info for those FanFest T-shirts for those raid events. Yeah, like even if they weren't ready or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, hey, shirts weren't ready. If you beat it, come on over here, give us your shipping address, and we'll we'll send it to you for free. Like, that, would, that would be awesome. Yeah, something. Throw us a bone, guys. Yeah. I mean, Square Enix is just like." And as a Final Fantasy trading card game fan, I mean, I could go on for the next hour about this and fill the whole show." But Square Enix just feels really like pinching pennies as much as they can, as much as they can. But the the thing is, like, we said it before, right? They get caught in this catch-22 where you've got to spend a little money to make a little money. And because you're not spending it, you're making less. And then you're bitching about making less. And so you're spending less. And that's a spiral you don't want to get caught in. But they're caught in it. Anyway... Let's talk about some other Square Enix news. It is, of course, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth launch day. I got my sleeves. I got something else, too. I I had to, like, follow this for a while. I don't know if either of you managed to snake one of these. I didn't know. Let me show this off. It's a little... I saw that, and I was short, like, 200 points. It's a 
Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh, Crystal, that is absolutely gorgeous. Right? Crystal, uh, Gold Saucer, Snow Globe. It lights up too, but it doesn't really show well on camera unless I turn my lights off. So we'll show that <laughs> to you some other time when I'm streaming. Uh, what's really interesting about this is that the only way to get this was through Square Enix rewards points. That's it. They're not selling it. They tweeted out a while ago that they were putting these up for Square Enix reward points, and yeah, it, it absolutely is gorgeous. Um, but that was it. Like, they didn't say when or how many points or <laughs> anything. Uh, and so I just, like, kept checking every single day until it was finally there. And uh, I was 2,000 points, 2,000 rewards points. I had, like, 2,900 or 3,100, something like that, because I don't really get any of that stuff. And so I immediately snagged one of these, and I thought there's no, there's going to be some type of shipping issue with it or order issue with it or whatever. No, no issue. It actually get showed it up. Cracked. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because it's like the going from hot to cold weather and stuff like that. But yeah, pretty neat. Pretty neat. Now the watch. Short. A year 200 from now, points they'll end from up selling it. it. Oh, 200 points. That's rough. I kind of think that when I opened Re uh, Rebirth up earlier, it didn't have to code to register for the, for the points. Oh, the little QR thing. It wasn't in there. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Well, Maybe you remember. just missed it. Did you get the did you just get the base game or did you get the collector's uh, edition? base? Okay. Yeah, it really doesn't matter yeah, though. That like might the be rewards points are for any purchase, yeah. Yeah. That might be part of my issue is that I'm waiting on the big box. Are you good at claiming them? I uh, or do you usually forget? Because honestly, I think my points were all from things I've ordered directly from you know the what? site and didn't have to redeem. Just probably, I didn't even think about I didn't even think about like I don't think I've reclaimed anything in quite a while. I bet I have a bunch you of bet, points. I bet you have 200 <laughs> points on that stupid shelf, man. <laughs> now you can't get the snow globe. It's sold out. Uh, there's yeah, we none can keep left. checking though. That might, that might come back. You can keep checking. Uh, so for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth launch day up, oh, Tark, your camera. Tark. Oh, oh my God, where'd you go? No. Buddy? Where'd you go? Uh, let's talk about a couple odds and ends. So portions of the internet are up in arms because Final Fantasy Remake, the first one, has had a few tweaks made retroactively. One is to Tifa's Sheriff Woody outfit where they have put in a black undershirt to reduce the cleavage a little bit. Okay. It's she's underage at that point, right? Yeah. Well, she's also fake, okay? Yeah. Um, could we, could we mean, stop? Fair, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things, uh, have you guys seen uh, Jay and Silent Bob straight back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the Ben oh, Affleck, yeah. the oh. fictional characters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. People are like really upset about it. Now, I mean, they didn't expressly say, here's what we did and here's why. But if you think about it and you've played, uh, if you did the Nibelheim sequence, right? Uh, or if you're playing Rebirth now, you can probably understand why. They costumed her differently, slightly differently in Rebirth. And so they went back into Remake so that the costumes matched, right? 
Now, why they costumed her a little differently in Rebirth might be exactly what people are saying, like covering her up a little bit, censoring. I've seen that word. <laughs> Did you see full boobies before? Do you see full boobies now? No, then that's not censoring. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. But there are people pissed about this. Super pissed about this. It was one of those things, Duck and I said, yeah, that's enough internet for today. I don't care. It's fine. Well, they also went back and changed some dialogue at the end of Remake, too. So Aerith at the end uh, look, you know, looks up and says, I miss it, the steel sky, right? After the plate has fallen and everything. Uh, and now the line oh, in yeah. English has been changed to the sky. I don't like it. Again. Which is more in line with Crisis Core. Uh, well, not just yeah. Crisis well. Core, but it's also uh, more in line with the lip sync. Yeah, <laughs> and it's more in line with the Japanese line, which which is kind of like "I hate this sky" is the way it, it translates from the original Japanese. Again, okay, but why? I don't understand getting pissed over changes like these. I do feel though that like uh, I miss the steel sky is very poetic and yeah. has a nicer tone to it. It's still the same thing, basically, but, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Do you guys have problems but, with these types of changes? Not really, if it adds the experience. I mean, they said they're going to be doing take anything this. away from the experience, and go bloody nuts. But like the article says, it's one of those things that brings it more in line, especially with Crisis Core, with the interactions between Aerith and Zack, and how the sky frightens her because she's... <laughs> you know, being sheltered on the Midgar so much. Right. I, uh, I kind of equate it to like, I don't remember when they did the special edition for Star Wars and they made all those changes <laughs> and people were pissed. Oh, yeah, I'm messing with my Star Wars. No, it's those Star those Wars. were dumb it's, changes. It's those were dumb changes, <laughs> Tark. <laughs> don't even go there with me. <laughs> Okay, so you know exactly how these people are feeling, apparently. <laughs> um, I Apparently I do. The point has been proven. Thank you. God damn it, that's a good point. Those are terrible changes. Terrible changes. But it's not yours. It's George Lucas's. He allows you to see his vision. Whatever. It's Flynn, fine. I thought it was funny, and you, you, you posted this in the RCR Discord, like, immediately the day after the show, when you were like, I haven't seen a lot of advertising at all, then all of a sudden, this bad boy appears. Yeah, it was actually, this week, nothing in the UK, then the day after, in Birmingham, Boom. which is uh, mid-North uh, England, it was like, here's a bus assault with dual sensors on it that you can win after the fact. <laughs> it's a cool you advertisement. what that is, dual sensors? Okay, I thought that was uh, how many material slots are going to be in Rebirth. So five hundred materials. <laughs> Got to get the right combo. Just be utterly broken. Uh, it's so shiny with all the materials in it. <laughs> in other fun news for Rebirth's launch, by the way, if you're in certain Asia re regions, mostly Japan, but it may leak outside of Japan a little bit. Uh, the physical edition of the game has a misprint on the discs. Remember, this is a two-disc game, a data disc and a play disc, just like Remake was. Uh, they're mm -hmm. flopped. 
the play disc says data disc and the data disc says play disc. <laughs> so, way to go. So check mine? Or is it only in Japan? It, it's uh, it's in Asia Japan. regions. You should be fine. Okay. Flynn, you the were fine, right? Is, I would just have actual character art on them while the JPDS yeah. just yeah. the logo. And yeah, it's just black and white with the logo. Love it. Love the character art. Uh, yeah, so here is the request to customers from Square Enix. Please do things in this order. Insert the black with play disc written on the label and install the data. Then number two, follow the on-screen instructions and when the installation is complete, insert the white disc that says data disc on the label and you'll be able to play. From now on, when you play the game, you can play by inserting the white disc with data disc written on it. So that's if you me, needed step by step instructions. For me, it would have been an easy logic thing. I'm like, oh, wait, what? Okay, let me try the other one. Just uh, to Cal asking, does okay, the game no. run worth a damn on PlayStation 5? The demo was vastly improved with the performance patch. I can't yeah. speak to the actual game. I'll let you do that, Flynn, because I haven't had a chance yeah, to play it. Yeah, exactly the same. There are still some quirks. The AI pathing seems to be the main one. But for the most part, it just it runs smooth. The game is beyond gorgeous. The draw distance is pretty insane for it as well. Oh my god, what is that on the screen? Did you even you read the us? show notes? <laughs> you, no, didn't, did you. Work, you didn't, did you? You didn't, did you? Yes, I did. I took a, a cursory glance and clicked a few links. This is ridiculous. <sighs> Crossover I mean, promotion for some Udon noodles. Uh, Nissan's a Donbai promotion. Donbay, sorry. Uh, features a Sephiroth with with ears and a tail. I don't, I don't know how to feel. The people who would join this are the same one who are mad about <laughs> that censorship. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck are you looking? I just told you what you're looking at. That's uh, that's it. There's Sephiroth with a uh, ears and a tail hawking some noodles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this does remind me of something that was called. Yeah, it's right a, a Nissin Donbay uh, udon noodles promotion. Yeah, so it's a thirty second TV commercial. Yeah. So there was something going through my mind earlier about going back through the Nibelheim part of the demo. In Crisis Core, you find out how much shampoo and conditioner Sephiroth uses to keep his hair like that. So <laughs> I had to think that as insane as he gets as through OG7, he must still use three bottles of shampoo and conditioner every time he washes his hair. Well, now, <laughs> no he, now he, needs, he, is, he needs more for that tail it. now. Yeah. Yeah. This has got to exactly. be one of the weirdest. Like, Japan has weird advertisements and shit to begin with, yes. right? <clears throat> this mm-hmm. is super weird. Like, you want to do a crossover with the noodles? Fine. Like, we did that, right? Final Fantasy 15. I mean, that, yeah. We, we've the done that before. I don't, you know, and I don't speak Japanese, so I'm at the mercy of, like, fan translations of what's being said here in this advertisement. But it was like, why were they like, yes, let's do a crossover with Rebirth. Yes, Sephiroth giving Cloud some noodles. That's going to be dope. You know what would be sweet, though? <laughs> if we gave Sephiroth ears and a tail, ears and a tail, mm. I, I don't know. Oh, I think these guys are high when they're making these pitches. A little bit, a little bit. 
I just think they'd roll the dice uh-huh. at this point in Japan. <laughs> All right, so here's like a couple just quick news hits from Square Enix, and I just want your take on them. Square Enix uh, was kind of dug into by Simply Wall Street a little bit just to kind of see who owns their stock. Uh, And they were a little surprised to find that institutions, companies like, you know, banking firms, hedge funds, that type of thing, uh, they only own 34% of Square Enix, while 35% of Square Enix is owned by individual investors, me's, you's, people on their board, you know, stuff like that. Individuals own that. And the top eight shareholders together own 51% of the company. Now, uh, most of that is sucked up by one particular person uh, out of those eight. But it's, it's interesting to consider, like, when you look at Square Enix, there's not a lot of companies investing or carrying stock for Square Enix. It's ownership by the general public, you know, individual investors. Mm-hmm. Now, you, that means the public should have more sway over Square, but you would have to get all of those individual investors working together, right? That's uh, yeah. kind of surprising when you think about it, I, I think. Maybe a little, maybe makes you a little nervous, right? That. No hedge funds are no big hedge funds are taking big stakes in the company that might speak to its outlook or th- at least the outlook those companies think Square Enix has. But yeah, kind of interesting. That's that's not usually the norm for gaming companies. Yeah, when I came across no. this, I thought you'd appreciate it knowing more about this stuff than me. I look at it go, huh. <laughs> uh Yashuhiro Fukushima is the one with twenty six percent of the shares. The second and third largest shareholders, they have like five and a half and four and a half percent each. So that like 51% of the stock is owned by eight individuals. 26 of it is actually owned by one of those eight. And there are people on the board uh, that own stock, which I, that's like kind of a mixed bag, right? That's good to see. You're on the board, you're invested in the company that you're on the board for. But then it also is like, okay, could that be a conflict of interest in decision making at some points? Maybe here and there, who knows? You'd have to really dig into it. But yeah, kind of a weird makeup, Tark, for the ownership. Yeah, they're the Green uh, Bay Packers I, I, and game publishers. That's right, Takao. There you go. That's yeah. a good reference. Uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, my question is, and I'm I'm stock naive. Like, did, can a company ask their investors to maybe like get funds from them? I'm not sure what you're asking here. Like, instead of like buying stock, hey, we need funds to keep things going. I just think. Well, you can I, always I know, just, you can yeah. always as a as a company seek loans from individual investors or banks or things okay. like that. Yeah, I mean that would be totally independent of stock and would have its own loan terms and stuff set up. Like, remember, famously, uh, Sega was loaned boatloads of money. By one of its original, uh, what is his name? I I don't want to forget his name. Sega loan from Isayo Okawa. Is- Isayo Okawa. He gave the Sega Corporation a loan of hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, and stock options just to keep that company afloat when they had like hundreds of millions of dollars of losses. And then just before he died, he forgave that debt. 
Like Sega's only Erg. around because of Okawa. And so, yeah, you can certainly mm-hmm. seek investment or loan. Investment would have to involve stocks and or some type of ownership or return. But yeah, you could you could borrow money off of whoever's going to borrow okay. it or lend it to you. Okay, I was just thinking that maybe that's harder for them to borrow money from when most of their people are individuals and not so much. Uh, well, no, the, the because big... the 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 lender would be loaning the money to the company. They don't care about its you know publicly traded who owns what. I mean, that may factor into their decision making on if they will loan and what terms they will give them. Okay, uh, but no, you know, it wouldn't generally just be a like, oh no, we're not doing that. It would just could change the terms. Okay. Uh, in Square Enix, uh, we have uh, Kitasi. Talking about why he stayed after Sakaguchi-san left. little interesting interview there, Flynn. Yeah, it's quite interesting since they were together for quite a while. <clears throat> so, uh, trying to find a... Because well, he was like... He was like Sakaguchi-san's like protege for a little yeah. while there, right? Yeah. And then protege Sakaguchi right left, and we kind of expected Katase to leave, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being his mentor, and the main reason he stayed was because he felt like it, he was still forming his vision uh, for what he could do at Square Enix, and and even today still feels like he's working towards that, and that's what made him stay instead of leaving with Sakaguchi at the time. And he wanted to keep FF alive in case uh, Sakaguchi ever wanted to come back. That's the part that I loved. I was like, yeah. he's like, that dude's coming back. <laughs> that dude's coming back. <laughs> to Cal saying, I think he's asking if they can ask current investors to just kick in more cash. Uh, yeah, that's, I guess, where I was kind of... No, you really, you really can't. I mean, well, you could certainly ask them to. The If you're asking them to kick in more cash, though, that's going to come in the terms of loan us cash or buy more stock from these people that are selling their stock or some type of stock arrangement. You're not going to have just a board of directors, a representative on the board of directors saying, here's $2 million, you know, do whatever. No, there's going to be a loan or there's going to be some type of uh, return on investment agreement for that, that $2 million. Uh, yeah. Sadly, another will be losing probably another Final Fantasy mainstay head Shortly here as Nobuo Umatsu, one of my favorite composers in the world. He says, I'm probably done making full soundtracks. Now, this isn't the first time he said this. The uh, Kotaku kind of like skipped over the fact that they mentioned it once that he said this back in 2018, too, that he was going to slow down what he did. And that at that time, he was having really bad health issues. He's still not in the best health now, but he has been composing pieces here and there, including for Rebirth. Uh, but doesn't look like he's going to be doing any more full soundtracks for games, which makes me sad. But it is, it's sort of been that way for a while for him, ever since he locked himself away in Hawaii to do Final Fantasy IX's soundtrack. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that broke me. I need to split this workload. It's yeah. killing me. So it's... Final mm-hmm. Final Max, by the way, saying issuance of, of new stock would often be how you would get more money. Yeah, that's you could 
tie in okay. new investors with issuance of new stock or get existing shareholders to buy more stock. There, there's a long approval process that goes with that because you're diluting the price of your existing shares a little bit, depending on what's going on in your company. But stock splits and things, those are good things. So there's ways to get more stock to sell. Anyway, God, wow, we went down a rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, That's he's going to focus on <laughs> main themes, probably. Yeah, speaking of this week, it was weird, right? Like, everybody all of a sudden for like 24 hours was totally convinced Near 3 was coming. Yeah. It's not? Oh, my God. And ironically, it was from what people thought was teased at the Near Orchestra concert in London, where they kept flashing the word repent on the screen with a three for the second E in it. And they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Here's a teaser. Yeah. Yokotaro, like, Taro's weird. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense. Right. Well, the next day, he just tweeted one word. It was reincarnation with a three in the th uh, for the E. That's the mobile, the near mobile game. That's yeah, the one that's shutting down. Yeah, the one that's shutting down. So probably not getting a near three anytime soon. Or uh, they're reincarnating to be near three. It's funny the stuff that gets spoiled at concerts. When I read that, um, it reminded me I was at Distant Worlds in Pittsburgh when. I was working for Game Breaker back in the day, and they accidentally announced the HD remake of FF12 there. Uh, and like, I immediately, I'm texting from the place, texting Gary. I'm like, get this up now, get this up now. Nobody's gonna have this. Nobody's gonna have this. Uh, yeah, and that was at a concert too. Uh, to answer Final Max, uh, Near Automata is actually the second in Near. Um, but it is the fourth in its series because there was Dragon Guard one and three, so and that's part of its series. Yeah, same universe. Fact, it's near, yeah. near Gestalt and Automata. Uh, okay, guys, I'm really. We've been joking a couple of weeks here about how many days it's been since Dragon Quest twelve news. I'm legitimately starting to worry about Dragon Quest twelve at this point. Like, literally the last thing we officially heard was back in June. And that was that the game was having development difficulties trying to make it a more adult game. And we haven't heard anything since and that. The director... and, re and really, the only thing we heard no. slightly before that was that they were teasing that the combat system wasn't quite turn-based, wasn't quite action. And then the logo change before that. Like, I'm officially worried, I think, about DQ12 at this point. Well, I just think they they know that you are, have lost your punching bag with, I think it was Skull and Bones, right? That's <laughs> actually out. So now you need a oh, new punching bag. Oh, it's doing so well, by the way. Development. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's doing so um, well that everyone's yeah. playing Black Flag. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm just not going to get my hopes up. Uh, like things aren't looking well. I have plenty to look forward to right now. That keeps my mind off of it. But hopefully, we see something soon this year. Maybe later. We'll see. I'm going to ask how you guys would answer this. 2019. I'm going to ask how you guys would answer this. 
Yoshinori Katasi recently on the, the My Perfect Console podcast and asked how fans would like to see Chrono Trigger remade. How? There's multiple, yeah, there's multiple approaches. So he said he was curious if we did it, what would be the way you would want it delivered? And the three options he kind of gave there were just a straight port to a, a modern day system, a graphical remaster, or a remake similar to Final Fantasy VII remake, where it gets the full treatment that it's that that game's getting. I would assume by graphical remaster, he probably means the two and a half HD. Uh, yeah, HD, 3D. Right, right, right. That whole thing. Uh, so if you had to answer that, Flynn, which of the three do you uh, do you want? 2D HD straight away. Yeah. These old pixel games, that art style just suits it so well. Chad, let me know your opinions too. I'll take the graphical remaster. The HDG would fit Chrono Cross, uh, Chrono Trigger, uh, would fit Final Fantasy VI. Um, yeah, they would be perfect for it, and it would just bring new life into these games that are masterpieces already. Uh, take them to another level. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think we talked about this before. Like, oh, we had a love it or leave it was like a Chrono Trigger as a 2D HD. Um, or uh, HD 2D, whatever, and uh, and we all agreed there. I agree here too. And chat, I mean, Final Max HD 2D Jedi saying uh, Pixel Master like the Final Fantasy series. I could go for that too. I think. Yeah. I'd prefer the HD 2D, but I could go Pixel Remaster too. Uh, which maybe that's what he was meaning to. So we'll kind of lump them both in there. Uh, graphics remaster from Takao, graphics remaster from Bear of Baron Vagabond. We wanted the whole Octopath route. Yeah, honestly, that's what Seven Remake should have been. Well, there you go. I would like to. You had mentioned Chrono Cross, Tark. I would like to see Chrono Trigger remade with the the remaster, whether it's pixel or uh, HD two D is fine. Either is or is fine. And then I would love to see Chrono Cross remastered, a la Final Fantasy Seven Remake. That would I mean, oh, they will never do sick. it. There's not enough money no. there, but that would be dope. Yeah, that would be absolutely sick. I would buy that in a heartbeat. Um, uh, let's take a look at this little interesting tidbit, and then we'll uh, head on over to love it or leave it. Well, one more little goofy thing. <laughs> um, looks like a new bravely game could be being teased here, Tark. Me. They're so good. Moyo Asano, the producer from Bravely Default 2, noted at the end of a post here that is showing this anniversary image here. The fans of the Bravely series can expect a new announcement sometime this year. And says, keep your eyes on Square Enix social media accounts for the game series for a new reveal. And then he also tweeted about the sequel being on sale until February 26th, which that's already over. So I would love to see this. Since Star Ocean's second story was successful, they have a decent precedent for them. Star Ocean, I still have not fucking played it. I went all the way and got that damn physical edition, and I have not finished it yet. I'm so behind. It's on my list to pick up. I'm so behind. And Rebirth just made it so much worse. Yeah. Mm. 
I've gone out and like a dragon infinite wealth is like I'm <laughs> hundreds of hours into RPGs for the foreseeable future. Right. Well, I just uh, devoted nine hours of every week to uh, going back to ultimate. So yay! Oh, did you get another group? Yep, we're going. I'm going back to top. Oh, so. nice, nice. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Hey, before we go over to love it or leave it, I honestly feel like this was done on purpose. I don't. I'm being facetious. Theatrhythm, uh, final bar line, uh, if you wanted to play it today, get wrecked. Uh, apparently, they went ahead and forgot in the coding between the game and their servers to go ahead and code in that old leap year. And so the game doesn't work today unless you change the source clock on your console and then go ahead and boot it up. Uh, then it'll work. Unless you want it, does it know that it's... <laughs> Square just, Enix's official <laughs> Square Enix's official word on this from their support page. We are aware of the following issue. Version, all versions of the At Rhythm Final Bar Line issue. When starting the game or accessing the main menu, the game will freeze on a connection attempt or blank screen. Here's the... The issue will be resolved when the date changes to March 1, 2024. We sincerely apologize for the disruption this issue has caused our players. We ain't fixing it. It'll work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll resolve it in the future. It's fine. Check out It'll support page. You might not see it for a week. It. It'll take us a day to fix it. Just play it tomorrow. Yeah. As if that might not have been done on. But they were like, well, you know, since you can't play this, I'm I'm amazed it didn't come uh -oh. with a rebirth advertisement yeah, splash so screen. <laughs> right. There's so many splash <laughs> advertisement screens in theater rhythm anyway. Just. Oh, it's not connecting. Did you know this came oh, out today? There's a free uh, rebirth uh, soundtrack tomorrow. <laughs> right. I was when I read their official support message that was literally just play it tomorrow, dog. Um, <laughs> I I immediately thought of Office Space where the Bobs are like, "Well, we went ahead and fixed the problem." It was like, "Oh, so you're gonna we lay you're, you're gonna lay them off?" No, no, we fixed the glitch. We just we. We feel things like this just kind of sort themselves out at this point. Like Square just going, it'll be up tomorrow. Yeah, then just post it to the site. I mean, re you. They were like, Timmy, why are you bringing this to my desk right now? You know it's rebirth day. Hey Mike, hey Mike. Yeah, hey, I haven't gotten my paycheck. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and move your desk down to the basement. Yeah, yeah. Let's go do love it or leave it and get the hell out of here. <laughs> love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the relic grind here it's where i give you something square enix related could be a game a feature in a game something they did said something tangentially related to square enix and you tell me whether you love it want more of it leave it never to be seen again and i gotta ask you man now looking back flynn Oof. knowing what we could have had now that we've seen it love it or leave it Sephiroth, if he had originally had ears and a tail from day one on the PS1. <laughs> it's just too dumb. It's bad enough people thought that Erif had catches for years because of the art style. So that that that's a leave it from you. I can't oh, interest yeah. you in Furry Roth. No. <laughs> furry Roth. 
<laughs> Tark, love it or leave it. Love this, man. You get bring a whole new group of people. You know, the furries, dun, dun, they are dun, underrepresented dun, 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 in video dun, dun, games. Dun, dun. Uh, I mean, bum, yes, bum, you, bum. Had, you had Bully. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, Red 13, but, you know, we need some more representation for the furries and the hat or the, the ears. The tail is magnificent. Uh, he's using way too much shampoo. It's kind of concerning. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it, too. I will say, though, that Damina was down for it when she saw it. She was like, <laughs> I am absolutely behind this move 100%. So at least there is a love it somewhere. I don't know. It's just not here. Chat, don't go anywhere after the show. We're going to kick it over to Faye Death. What's up, Faye? What up? Um, I think I am also in support of the Furry Wrath just for the sheer chaos that this yeah. is. There you go. Hey. Furry Wrath! Because of the gears on your headphones or anything. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Have you know. Maybe, yeah, no, maybe you're a little yeah. biased because you are a kitty maybe with kitty little, ears. I mean, you know, that's technically true, right? I you you partook of the insomnia <laughs> cookies last week too. I did. I did. They were delicious. They were delicious. You got the the cloud dippers thing, didn't you? I did. I did because we were about to go out of town, and uh, my partner does not really like cookies, and I didn't need a whole dozen cookies <laughs> in like a night. Uh, even though nice. they were delicious, they were overpriced, but at least they're better than crumble. They that are better than crumble. Favorite. What are you playing Ooh. tonight? Wow. Uh, we, we are back in uh, Baldur's Gate 3 as I attempt to finish something for once in my life. <laughs> and we are currently escaping the crash. <laughs> as I attempt so. to finish something for once in my life. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's like the most trauma dump stream ever. She's like, <laughs> come and check me for. play out Baldur's so Gate thing. Expect. Baldur's Gate 3. So that my dad you know, can see ended. that I finished. Something, Dad. <laughs> or you know, at least a Baron who's watched me bounce between like thirty games in the last couple of years. It's fine. It's so amazing. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, chat. We're gonna need just a minute or two to relabel things for Faye. She'll be right back, and then we'll be back next week with another episode of The Relic Grind. Of course, don't miss Saturday's show, Gaming Gumbo, where we wrap up the week in gaming. Spoiler, a lot of layoffs. More. Until then, Flynn, where can everybody find you? You can find me being broken by this podcast every <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, Twitter, Flynn, and Skull All Light. Over on Twitch, I'm a big crisis. I'll ask you. Dark. <laughs> Twitter, YouTube, all of Gaming. <laughs> and here's Saturday nights uh, on Ready Check Radio, where we actually complete games. <laughs> I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there, <clears throat> the Magic Man One. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio so that I can have more followers on the channel so my dad will say he's proud. I'll see you next week. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. I'm missing my uh, paycheck. I need my paycheck. You know where my paycheck is? <laughs>